we've missed you. It's been a minute. Here we are again with my trusted videographer at Alberta Visuals and my trusted times two business partner <laughs> at Tammy Krug, also known as Downtown Tammy. We, you're asking where we are today. Where are we today, Tammy? We are actually at a listing that we have in Chula Vista. Good old CV, and that would not be Carmel Valley. Right. That Chula is. Vista. And it is a flip. And yes. it looks amazing. And we currently are in escrow, but we thought it was just so pretty. We yeah. would sit here and, you know, which do is it's, it's really cool to see. I love the great reveals, you know, because remember this house before we um, before we did the remodel was ten thousand percent something entirely different. And I love when you walk into it and go, oh my gosh, you can see the vision, right. but it's hard to see when you actually see the home in its current condition. So when we get a lot of clients that are like, oh my gosh, I want a fixer, but I don't know if I can afford it. It's this, it's that, you know, mm -hmm. given that we have a team of contractors that we work with, we keep them so darn busy that they're able to provide excellent customer service if they're available, right? right? So I think it's really cool that the backdrop is here. Yes, we are in Chula Vista. This place has a pool. It was originally a three bedroom, two bath, and now it's a- Five bedroom, two bath. And then there's also a, I, I would just call it an office space. Yeah. Or a man cave. Well, I don't think we're supposed to say that anymore. Why not? Anyways, there's a space in the back that has an air conditioner and you can use it as an office, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You can call it. Yeah. Your sewing room. Yeah. <laughs> knitting. I don't yoga doesn't room. matter. Yeah, yeah. Yoga. Yeah. That would be a good one. Yeah. For so sure. anyways, it's great. It's got an, an optional space out there. So it's awesome. And the pool. I kind of want to jump in there right now. Right. It's really cool. It's yeah. a good spot. And as we know, Chula Vista is it's such a great little area. I love it, the, 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 the central centrality of where it is, right? You're close to downtown. You're close to the airport. You get that ocean breeze. So I really like all of that. But we're excited to be with you guys again. It's been a minute. We've all had crazy schedules given, you know, um, you know, both Tammy and I have been slammed with business. And we're so grateful and so honored to work with so many of you. Uh, but we wanted to take a moment today and just kind of do a market update. Right. And talk a little bit about how the market is shifting. Um, you know, I don't want to say it's completely shifting from a seller's market to a buyer's market because it really isn't, although there are more opportunities now yeah. for buyers. So let's talk a little bit about that and how, you know, there's still real good deals out there to be made, right? With right. homes. Yeah, there's definitely um, a shift per se, and some people want to call it normalizing. Yeah. Um, but what's happening is we're seeing uh, longer market times. Uh, we're seeing uh, actually... We're seeing sellers accept an offer. Of course, it, it depends on how the agent writes it. I mean, come on, give me a break. It's, it has to be a really well-written written offer where you're not getting countered and you're definitely not getting as many offers as you were um, a couple years ago or even a few months ago. Um, but with that being said, it's still a, a you know, seller's market because there's still low inventory, although... It's, you know, people are realizing with interest rates rising and everything that things are shifting a little bit or normalizing per se, whatever you want to call it, but it's definitely changing and, um, 
that's that's pretty much yeah it. I well, mean, what I've noticed like on a couple of my deals, and and this is kind of true of, of some of yours as well. You know, uh, you know, s- sellers are more willing to issue some credits towards closing Correct. costs. Um, you know, multiple counters aren't necessarily as m- abundant anymore. I know on one of ours, you know, we got it ex- fully accepted out the gate quickly, right. which doesn't happen. Um, you know, uh, appraisals are coming in either at or above, which is kind of nice. Yes. I mean, that's you always want to get that text message you know, from the lender. You know, there's a smile on our face <laughs> on that one. It's like, <laughs> yes, I mean, that's just, that's almost as good as clear to close. If not, you know, you've officially recorded. Right. Um, so a lot of changes are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, buyers that are staying in the game are definitely more motivated. I right. think the expectations, and I think we do a really good job of that, not to pat ourselves on the back, but I am, is we really manage the expectations of our buyers. Now, every now and again, we'll have a few who we have to kind of pay a special attention to and help them through the process, but that's why we do what we do. Yeah, we everything's help them. different. Every yeah. transaction's different. Every buyer's different. Every seller's different. It's just, as you said, it's managing the expectations. Right. It's mirroring your client, figuring out what they what their wants and their needs are. And that's what we are here to do. And yeah. that's one reason why there's two of us, because there's two personalities. I mean, we're a lot alike in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but there are two different personalities here. Yes. So it's, it works. Uh, I will agree on that because there's a lot of times and most recently where I was like, you know what, I can't effing deal with this and I don't want to deal with it. You'll step in and somehow you'll manage to kind of bring it down to a level where it's more palatable, but I still don't want to deal with it. Right. So it's, and, and vice versa. So yeah, there's a real good yin and yang to it, but you know, who wouldn't want two Tammies anyway? I mean, come on. Right. A blonde brunette. I mean, I know, I know. We just, we have to plug ourselves. We have to all the time. times two. Two's better than one. I mean, come on. Let's talk a little bit about something that as an agent, we learn this when A, you're studying for your real estate exam and B, when you take the real estate exam and C, when you take an oath. Mm-hmm. to be an agent, to abide by certain ethical and moral standards according to the real estate guidelines. Right. Let's talk a little bit about ethical behaviors mm-hmm. because we as agents experience a multitude of different personalities on the other side, whether mm-hmm. you're on the buy or the sale. And it's very challenging, I think, either way when you come across an agent who isn't behaving ethically. Right. That's A. Or when you have a client that... For example, if you're under contract and they want to go out and continue looking at homes, we know as agents that's unethical. Right. And if an agent conducts themselves that way, they should not be doing that. So let's talk a little bit about that and the importance of driving that home as an agent if you have a buyer that says, hey, I know I'm in escrow, but I want to go look at a home. Well, I mean, first of all, you have to explain to them that, you know, you're in escrow, you've already you know, we're accepted offer. We're ready to go. We're on timeframes and you have to put yourself in the seller's shoes because you're taking that property off the market and you are doing your due diligence, hopefully, but you should not be going out and looking at other properties if you are already under contract because you can't ethically write an offer on the properties that you're looking at. So basically you would have to cancel your escrow on the current property that you have in escrow right now. You'd have to cancel that escrow in order to ethically write an offer. Because when you write an offer, you have to be able to be ready, willing, and able to purchase that property at that time. So if you're writing an offer on this one and this one, you're basically saying that your client can buy this property and this property at the same time. 
you can't do that. I mean, of course we all have clients that can do that, but you cannot do that. That's unethical. I can't, um, I tend to take on the emotion and the burden of the seller and all parties involved. Right. And I feel for them knowing if we have a client that we are under contract on a property A and they continue to want to see homes or go to open houses, knowing they're behaving that way makes me have such anxiety for the other side. Because if I were the seller, I would not appreciate the buyer that's on the no, other side of the abs- transaction no. doing that. So it's kind of a, it's the old, you know, put yourself in their shoes. Well, right? and that's, that's the thing. And I know sometimes people don't get that when yeah. you say that, but if you go a little bit deeper and you explain, well, this is actually the process and this is what they're doing. They've taken their property off the market. Someone else could be stepping into your place. I mean, you have to literally put yourself in the other person's shoes, but yeah. People don't always do that. When we say that, they don't always take our advice. But I mean, it's our job. Yes. You know, and and it's it's just something you just don't do at all. Period. No. Period. And and we hit the walls. I mean, every every second somebody says like, "What part of being under contract aren't you getting?" <laughs> right. right. You kind of nip all that in the bud. It's kind of like in a relationship. Once you're married, you can't go out and and, and go on dating apps. Supposedly. <laughs> Okay, but it happens. I'm not married or However, on dating apps, but nor am I. But when you're married, you're married. You've signed it because you're married legally. You can't be on swiping left and right on you know Tinder and Grinder or whatever those Bumble. I don't know because I'm not on them. But my point is, you can't do it. Right. Um, let's talk a little bit about buyers. You know, notice to perform because I you know nobody ever wants to be slapped with a notice to perform. No, we it's know that's not, not good. a good day when you receive that in in your email inbox. Correct. So let's. Let's talk a little bit about what warrants a notice to perform, because I think a lot of buyers take this under contract a little loosely. They take it like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I can kind of do this, that, and the other and take their time when it comes to the EMD, which no, you can't. You can't. That is a non-negotiable. That is three days after acceptance. Yes. So you let's have talk to, a little bit about unless that. It's, unless you change it in the contract, mm-hmm. it's within one to three days of the acceptance. Um, so I totally forgot. <laughs> notice to perform. Let's oh, talk a little so, bit about that. So the that. notice to perform. So basically what that is, is, and I can tell you that there are some agents that send them regardless, yeah. but what it is, is if you don't perform, they will send you a notice to perform. And within typically 48 hours, your buyer or your seller has to perform. It can be on either side. Yep. And if they don't perform, then they can cancel the contract. Mm-hmm. Now you have to keep in mind that when you cancel the contract, both parties have to sign in order to get that initial Executed, deposit yeah, back. Yeah. So when you are served with a notice to perform, it's very important that you do perform. But obviously our job is to make sure that you don't get a notice to perform. Although... I have received one mm. and it really made me mad because we were performing, but this agent just, that was her way of doing things. She just automatically sent it. And to me, it can be a little offensive if, mm-hmm. if I'm performing and my buyer's performing or my seller, whatever, it's typically the seller that's, you know, giving the notice to perform. But, um, if I'm performing, don't just out of the, you know, out of your, you do it every time, send me a notice to perform. Cause that is rude. It irritates me if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And then you send us a notice to perform because we have to explain that to our clients yeah. and try explaining that to a client that's totally performing mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. Here's this document. Yeah. Let me tell you what it's about. And, and I know we're performing, but this is, you know, their protocol, which some agents it's their protocol. Okay. Yeah. I get it. We're all different. Yeah. 
It's it's definitely not something that you ever want to get. That's for sure, especially when you are performing. Yeah. Um, something came up recently in one of my transactions where we entered into contract. It was not a contingent offer, um, even though the other side, the part, the buyers uh, were in the they're currently selling the pro their property, uh, but it was not contingent upon the, our uh, um, offer. And halfway through escrow, uh, the other side basically just says, "Oh, just kidding." It is a contingent offer. Oh my gosh. And that, no. It, 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 I mean, that's, it's one thing to say, hey, it might be at, out the gate, but just in case, let's go ahead and draft the COP. That would be the contingency right. of it, right? But to just completely say, no, it isn't, and then halfway through, oh, just kidding, it is. Yeah, you so can't do that. You can't do that. So that, too, in my world is... I mean, you can try all day long. Yeah, but. yeah. You can't... You have to abide by the terms of the original contract. Correct. We did not accept a contingent offer, so we're not going to make it a contingent offer, nor are we going to conduct the escrow as we go as if it were a, a, a contingent offer. So That's when the notice to perform which is exactly, really good. Right. Right. So when you issue that, they literally have X amount of days, three, 72 hours, and then, you know, an extended time after that to do what they need to do. But it's just, there are so many interesting, um, scenarios that we come across as agents and we, and you find yourself, I know for me lately, I feel like I'm running both sides of my transaction and the other side's tr transaction as well right. because of X, Y, and Z. Right. Is it fun? No, it's not. But, um, it's what we do it's to what make we do. things yeah. happen. I it's mean, what it's... we do. And unfortunately we will stay up at midnight like you did last night, uh, walking, you know, a client, through a process that we both have probably discussed who knows how many times, right. but it's what we do. Yeah, and I mean, we do it because we want to help. We want to help, and we want to make sure that people understand obviously what they're signing. And this just so happened to be the only time that she was available. So, yeah, you know, we'll do what we can to accommodate you, obviously, without you taking advantage of right, us. Right, right. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. you got to set those boundaries up. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about now that the market has normalized, and I really feel like it has, and it, because there's no way that we could have continued on the trajectory that we were on. It was just mm, so no. nutty for everyone involved. What are you finding with the downtown market? Because you've done quite a few transactions um, lately, especially. Um, what do you find is moving a lot quicker? What price point do you feel like is like the price point that's kind of the sweet spot? Because I know overall, the sweet spot typically is 850. Yeah, that's so an overall sense. In downtown right now, I'm gonna say anything under a million five is probably moving pretty quick. Yeah. Um, if you get over a million five, you're seeing properties, you know, of course there's other scenarios, you know, whatever, but you're seeing properties sit a little bit longer, mm -hmm. a couple weeks, you know, maybe longer. And then when you get obviously into the higher way, you know, really high end properties, they sit, tend to sit longer anyways. But, but I mean, properties are still popping on the market, but they are, they're definitely, you know, coming off right away. But that million five mm -hmm. and below, mm -hmm. I would say is definitely the sweet spot for downtown right now. That's good. And and inventory is just moving. It's, mm -hmm. just, it's just really, really crazy. I, I don't recall the last time. How many available properties were there on the market? I think 110 about a week ago. Yeah, in downtown. In downtown. And downtown. But they come on and they come off so yeah. fast. It just seems like, you know, I was lucky enough to get, I, you know the story, I had clients that they were 1031 exchange, um, nothing was popping on yeah. that fit within their price point. And luckily, the long and the short is we were able to find a property that someone in the mm -hmm. office had listed 
but they had not put it on the MLS yet, so no one knew yeah. about it. So we were able to get in there and, and get that property, which we just closed on that, which those are great scenarios. That's why it's nice to work in an office with top producing agents because mm-hmm. you get to see what properties come on prior to anybody else. Right. Um, but that's another way to you know get a, a, a property and off market. I mean, it's, it's golden if yeah. you can do that. Because then, for instance... I think mm-hmm. that my clients got a really good deal on that mm-hmm. because I know that if that property would have went on the market, it probably would have, the price would have been driven up. Yes, I mean, for sure. just based on the, the views, yeah. the fact that it's a three bedroom, I'm just on that alone in downtown, downtown, especially. Yeah. 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 Um, I love it. You know, one of my favorite things, you know, when you get a referral and it's funny because this is a good example of when you get a referral the difference between you securing the client, the buyer, or the seller, versus another agent who would just sit on it for a second and go, okay, when I have a second, I'll get to it, right? About two weeks ago, we got a referral, right? Um, hadn't even met the client yet. He's right. a buyer. Hadn't even met him yet. Knew who he was. Knew of him through uh, my boyfriend. And he mentioned, hey, he's interested in this house. The one thing that I wasn't going to do was sit on it. Right. And I immediately got on the call with the agent, negotiated everything prior to even meeting the buyer, said, okay, we're fully ready to submit an offer. We came in under, long story short, within 24 hours, we were basically got a verbal acceptance and we opened escrow. And mind you, this property was not in San Diego. Right. It was in Huntington Beach. Right, right. And Tammy and I drove up, did the first look three days later and we opened escrow. And I have to tell you guys, it's, it's, the difference is when you get a referral, you, you know, referrals are what we live off of. And you know, once you have one that becomes, as you know, because mm-hmm. you've gotten quite a few out of yours as well, you just don't sit around and wait for shit to happen. You have to get no, on it because somebody be else is going to get that business. Yeah. yeah. You don't sit around and wait. And I mean, you just don't do it. And if you don't have time, then you yeah. know what, you need to give it to somebody yeah. else because you need to jump on those yeah. as soon as you can. Because if you wouldn't have jumped on that one in Huntington Beach, yeah. it wouldn't have happened. No. No way. No. And we got it under asking and it appraised for more. Right. So it all lined up perfectly. And it will be closed what, by the time this comes out. <laughs> so no one's going to know that. We're not going to say, yeah. I'm not going to say um, anything yet. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting because there's so, I feel like there's so many moving parts with everything right now between, you know, the rates jumping, you know, drastically a few weeks ago to ticking down just a little bit right. yesterday. But, you know, we do know based on trends, they're going to tick up again by the, before the end of the year. Yeah. And, you know, and the question that I get a lot, and I'm sure you do as well, is, you know, is it really, I mean, when's a really good time to buy? The rates are going up this my answer is always you know what you guys the best time for you to buy is when you can afford it and when you're ready and when you're ready yep right because if you're not ready why are you dragging your real estate agent all over san diego county and Mm -hmm. back submitting offers left and right getting the offers accepted out the gate and you're still not a hundred percent sure right so the best answer is when you can afford it and when you're ready yep because don't waste people's time. Right. I'm sorry. The last time I checked, you and I are very, very busy. We've got, you know, everybody's busy. Yeah. The sellers are busy. Everybody in the trial all parties. You just have to make the right time for everybody and be respectful of their time. Right. That is so key. Yes. Um, let's give three tips. For? On how to endure what's happening right now. Um, I would say one for sellers. Um be a little bit more patient. Um, your property is probably going to sit maybe a couple weeks, maybe less, but it's not going to sell in 24 hours or less. Of course, we all know that there's those unicorns that do, well, but I would say 
That for sellers, for sure. And gone are the days when they hit the market and two days later, you've got 50 up offers all over right. the place and their cash deals left and right. right. That's gone for a minute. Yeah. yeah. My second one would be for sellers as well. Don't be so hard on the buyers because there's less buyers now yeah. and, and you're not necessarily controlling the full, the whole market right now. So don't be so darn hard on them, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, give a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a little bit here and there. Um, and we, we noticed that yesterday on a really beautiful listing in La Mesa with the market shifting agent did say, Hey, sellers willing to make some concessions, right. you know, X, Y, and Z, which Remember back, I'd say six months ago, even two years ago, if you were to go do a showing, you would not get a text message from a listing agent going, can I have some feedback on right, the showing? No way. They didn't care. My phone's blowing up oh right now. Oh my gosh. With that. this one, with this mm -hmm. one here, um, you know, it, I, the fee, it's so funny, the role reversals, which goes back to what we've always contended. What, whether you're on the buyer sale side, always respect to the other side, because Correct. at one point you will be on the other side of that agent. Yeah. And if you've fouled it up by being disrespectful or shady or what happened, what, what have you, it's going to, you're going to face that agent at some point. Right. right. And you know, it's, it's just unethical to behave that way, but it's so funny to see listing agents now reaching out and reaching out. Right. Okay. How is the showing? That wasn't a thing two months ago, three no. months ago. And there's one other thing I can say, and this is for buyers. So even though the market is turning into a normalized market. Don't sit and wait. Oh gosh, no. Don't because rely on waiting. People are like, oh, well, you know, things are sitting a little bit longer. You know what? I had a client that waited. And then of course, the second we put our offer in, they ended up getting another offer right. and they accepted the other offer. So even though the market is normalizing, don't sit and wait. If you like that property, Go for it. Yeah. Don't wait and don't think just because it's turning a little bit right. that you have all the power. Because right now, not no one has all the power. That's not like the buyers are here, have all the power, the sellers are here. It's like it's kind of like here, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's even killed. So. And and in addition to that, you know, don't rely on waiting. Because at the, at the same time, if you're interested in a certain, like for example, if your your average, your budget's 850, there are a multitude of other people that are looking at the same property you're oh, looking at. Oh, a thousand percent, it's the those, same pool of people. Oh yeah, so, so if you're looking at one on property A, Probably 10 people behind you are looking at property <clears throat> right. A or property B or property C. So don't rely on waiting. And while you are starting this journey to home ownership, do your part. Get your pre-approval done. Oh, get yeah. your credit lined up. Mm -hmm. You know, get get the the proof of funds. Get everything that you need so that when it comes time to say go, you are ready to go. Right. None of this, okay, now I'm gonna go do no, because first of all, we won't work with somebody unless they're pre-approved. Right. We're not gonna go house shopping unless you're pre-approved. But though and, you know, and if your credit's an issue, that's okay. Because we have access to individuals and services that can help you improve your credit. So it's it's not as daunting and overwhelming as it's it seems because with us, you get a team with us. We balance each other out. We, we mm -hmm. go the extra mile as we have just shared with you over and over again. And, you know, we may murmur amongst ourselves about it, <laughs> but at the end of the well, day, right, right. But at the end of the day, our goal is to help those people who truly need the help. And yes. that is why we do what we do. Yes. And we love what we do. Everybody, yeah. you know, everybody gets frustrated in their yeah. life, but we love yeah. what we do. And yeah. we're here for for our buyers and our sellers. We're here for our clients. That's what we do. Yeah. We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love it because contrary to what most people think, it's not easy. No, it's not. 
It's not. I mean, if you're up at 12 o'clock, you know, until 12 in the morning on a you know, call with a client, and if, if I'm sitting here running my transaction, my side of it, and the other side of it, and the other side of their other side, tra- <laughs> it's like, okay, hold on a second, right? But then you do have to pull yourself back and say, this is why I love what we do. Yes. So if you or someone you know is looking to either buy or sell, all of our information will be down below. You've got two Tammies, twice the knowledge, twice the professionalism, twice the bang, and plus, we're with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, California. What better can you get, right? Right. We'll get the shit done, you guys. Check us out. Instagram and everything will be down below. We are so happy to be back in the game. We'll be having um, some other days where we have Media Day where we do a ton of content. Alberta will be busy. Yes. You know, that vid made its presence when our lives here for a second. So yes, we kinda it had, definitely did. We had to take a step back, but now we're, we're uh, void of that variant, at least, and we're feeling great. So <laughs> we will be... It mutates. That's what's so crazy. Yeah. Um, We'll be back at you again, San Diego. We love, love, love when we can sit here and talk with you. I'm Tammy Dean. Moving on with Tammy Dean. And you've got... Tammy Crew, downtown Tammy. Peace out, San Diego. Bye.